What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with my co-host. Anaya Bogue. Anaya Bogue, who said her brain doesn't feel sharp today. It doesn't. Why is that? I, I'm really not sure I had such a good sleep. Do you think uh, that you tapped? Do you know what the sleep bank is? Uh, no. Tell You've me, never heard Joe, of that? What is the sleep bank? Supposedly. Yeah. Hey, and for our listeners, hit me an email to confirm that I am not just random <laughs> making this up. Randomly making up a theory. But I remember reading that your body, uh, you'll get tired and you kind of fight it through your day, drink your caffeine, do everything. But what ends up happening is that when your body finally gets time allowed to sleep, like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm crashed out. And let's say, you, I don't know if you're 6 a.m. or you're 6 a.m. because yeah. we text at 6 a.m. before yep. we track. Yeah. So before you come here, I know you're always you know, either going to spin or I'm going for a run. So we're texting mm-hmm. six in the morning. Say you miss that six o'clock wake up call that you normally do yep. and your body says, oh, wow, she's going to let us sleep longer, guys. So they tap into the sleep bank. Well, let's get, let's get some of that mm. sleep that's owed to us. Yeah. That's why, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, you go on a vacation and let's say you check into the hotel and you got you fought, you know, weeks. Got to get everything done at Rad Parenting. Got to get everything done with Stand Up Girl. Got to get everything done here. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, now I'm in Kauai. And you set your bags down and all of a sudden you're like, just you fall asleep. Yes. And then you go, gosh, for the first part of the vacation for three days I slept. Yeah. That's your body tapping into the sleep bank. Got it. Yeah, that could be. That could be. I also have, as always, lots going on in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure today why. It could also just be hormonal. Um, I'm So for those of you who don't know this, when you're in the second half of your cycle as a woman, your brain is less clear and your verbal clarity is also not as on point. So it's probably also a bit of that. Did not know that. High progesterone. Welcome to Rad Parenting. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> How great would that be? Just constantly dropping little gems. I love throwing that out there. Little information, little yep. jibs. It's what we do. It's who we are. It's what we do. The, how about the reviews we're getting? Speaking of which. I got to say, and you know, you know how I feel about the reviews. I know. I get, well, first of all, thank you all for the reviews. We're almost at 100 reviews. Please keep them coming. Uh, they're amazing. iTunes, you go there, you review the show. The, the reviews have been so great. And I know I joke around a lot on the show, but I will say this. They, they, they hit me in a way I never thought they would. We got one recently this week that talked about not only was his mom listening to the show, got turned on to it by her husband. Love that. Which that stokes me. Yep. And they listen to it, applying some of the ideas and conversations that we have in this room into their life, which I love that. Like, okay, great. But then at the very end, she said it even made her look at life differently. I don't really exactly. Yeah, like not only a better parent to these human beings she's she's raising, but also herself, like feeling like she's a better, more equipped person. I love that. It just doesn't get any better. That that's where it hit me the hardest. Yeah. I was like, wow, people are actually listening to the show, which freaks me out because I know that with with everyone that's listening to the show. And there's there's so many people each month that are listening to the show. I mean, we're getting more and more listeners, which is so great about being able to check that those those numbers out. Because you can really see, and being a part of radio for as long, I mean, I've been part of radio for, you know, gosh, I'm coming up in like 13 years. Wow. You really never know how many people are listening to your show. You never yeah. know. You're like, okay, I'm on Saturday night, 10 to midnight. Who's listening? You know, there's yeah. no way to really monitor that. But with a podcast, you can go, wow, every week, uh, you know, 2,500 people listen to our show and every month, 20,000 people, yeah. 20,000 people listen to what you and I have to say. Okay. Like right now I'm starting to get anxiety. Yeah. I start to- <laughs> 
Stop right yeah. now. Yeah, I'll just be like, I'll, I'll stop talking. Like, okay. Joe, that, are that you whole, still with me? Yeah, that sleep bank thing. I don't know where I came up with that. <laughs> uh, speaking about stop talking, uh, do we have any other business we want to touch base on really um, quick? I know that um, one thing uh, with the reviews, with the reason we always hit you guys up for them is it helps so much. Uh, it helps with the popularity of the show. More importantly, more eyeballs get a CS. We're really trying to work with iTunes uh, in the future with getting a new and noteworthy spot, which will get more people to listen to the show. A lot of times when I'm at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, more Trader Joe's because Whole Foods is a million dollars, so I only go there for like one item. But uh, <laughs> but when I go to when I go to Trader Joe's, I just want to run around and tell everyone to listen to our podcast because I feel like that those are like our people in yeah. there, you know, or like, or like the other night I was, the other day I was on the road and, and there was a family at the pool I was staying at and like dad had tattoos and the mom, like, you know, not, not like, you know, yeah. Harley Davidson. I mean, Hey, you but, know, motorcycle people love you. I'm scared. I, I'm, I, I drive a Prius, so I can't ride the motorcycle. <laughs> but, but my point being is I see these families. I'm like, Oh my gosh, they would love what Anaya talks about. They would, they would love our show. And I want to, I almost want to turn them on. So what, when we ask you guys to do the review, that's because hopefully those reviews get us more of a presence on iTunes. But hey, don't be afraid just to run up to someone and spread the word. Right. Go punk rock style. DIY. Literally, go up. <laughs> DIY. Do it yourself. Go right up. Go right up. Not DUI. I know people are like, DUI? <laughs> Drink and talk about rad parenting while I drive my car? No. Gosh. No, 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 no. Do oh, it yourself. Let's quit while we're ahead, please. Do it yourself. <laughs> Help us spread the word. We're like a little band. Yeah. Rad parenting is our, like a little band. little band. We're like a little band, and we need you to help spread the word of what we're doing and get it out there to the community that you guys are a part of. With all that said, I've kind of went on a rant, and this show's basically today about another rant. Another <laughs> rant. Because you get yourself into trouble as a parent. I'm going to be fully transparent today. Mm-hmm. Transparent, yeah. uh, no pun intended. And I'm going to throw out a word, so I'm going to give you guys the head up. The word uh, right, pussy. Because we normally, yeah, because we normally don't swear, use any sort of colorful language on this show. We never swear, but the word pussy is going to be said on the, on the show. It won't be said a ton, but it will be said one more time in the context of this show. We're going to throw it out there. Uh, not a fan of the word I'm um, going to throw this out, though. Also, 50, I'll be 50 in August. So 50-year-old dude that grew up in a culture, skateboarding culture, punk rock culture, uh, California culture, where that word was thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was used to describe when someone was being weak. Which when, is absurd. I know. I'm going to get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was used to describe when someone was whining. It mm-hmm. was used to describe when someone was not at their full potential, when someone got hurt. Yeah, it was used to describe that. So obviously, we know the word uh, "pussy." Does, it, it, you're basically you, it's it's using the word "vagina." You're saying you're acting like a vagina. Basically, what you're doing, which is part why of it's a woman. So yeah, not okay, and more importantly, inaccurate. If you let me get to that, I will tell you Sorry. that I know that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to get to that because I had an epiphany years ago. One time, I was on stage. A guy was throwing the word throwing the word out there. And it's before the Trump thing and everything. The, you know, the mm-hmm. word, it would just be, oh, quit acting like a pussy. And one night I was like thinking, and in a moment I had this whole moment where I was like, wow, when you're calling someone that, 
and you're using that part of the uh, female anatomy to describe someone as weak, it's totally inaccurate because if there's a part of anybody's anatomy, a woman or a man, I'm gonna tell you right now, that right there, none of us are listening to this podcast. None of us are in this world. None of us are anything happening without that part of a woman and the anatomy. And also, let's face it, that anatomy, the strongest, most durable part of any human being to push out a human being. Yep. And how, how, how your daughter was what? 11 pounds, one ounce. Oh. Uh, she, she was an emergency C-section. Okay. That's what C-sections are for. Got it. But yeah, women have been pushing out gigantic babies, like nine and 10 pound babies nine since and 10 the beginning pounds. Yeah. of time. Yeah. And it is a, an amazing part of the human anatomy so? that can bounce back and is super strong. Okay. So- for centuries or for however long people have been calling each other, you're acting like a, you mm -hmm. know, boom, there's the word, not going to say it again for you guys. Uh, it's inaccurate because what, you're, what, what, what you should be saying is when someone hits a home run, damn, you're like a, and throw the word out there. Yes. Hey, you got an A on your test? You are acting like a, you know, boom. <laughs> Man, my son is the biggest pussy in the class. All A pluses. My son <laughs> is awesome. Just yes. hit a home run. My daughter, you know, boom, yes, boom, boom. You yes. should be using that word then. Yes, that would be more accurate. That would be way more accurate. Yeah. But sometimes... In an emotional moment, you reach into your parenting toolbox and you say things and you reach into your own verbal toolbox. Yeah, and programming, individual and programming. programming. Yep. I wouldn't say that the P word is in my parenting toolbox, but the right. P word is definitely, it's like an old photo of like, oh man, remember when I had that haircut? That's yeah. so lame. And you never <laughs> see it again. And you think you're never going to see that photo again. Well, yeah. I, had an, I, had, I had a moment. And it fits with summertime because it was baseball season. And um, I'll just throw it out there. I was, having a, I was driving with my son. We finished up a game. He had been uh, – he, he struck out for like two games in a row. Mm -hmm. So you get – you know, he'd been up to bat like maybe – he hadn't gotten a hit probably for like five times at bat. Okay. And not that we're some huge baseball family, but we do love baseball. We're Giants fans. Sorry, everybody. We love San Francisco Giants. We watch baseball together. We just love it. It's mm -hmm. fun. You know, I grew up with playing baseball. I never was really that good. I never went as far as he's went. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he's, you know, these big, big kids throwing the ball at him. And, I, you know, I couldn't do that when mm -hmm. I was a kid. I quit. Mm -hmm. But I finished the season. And then I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Hit, on the other hand, he, he's been doing great. So he had this run where he's not getting any hits and it's just not going in the way that he wants it. And we were leaving the game and we get into the car. I'm quitting, I'm quitting the team. I let him, I let him vent. Mm -hmm. We get in the Prius, we're driving. I quit. I'm done doing this. He starts getting more and more agitated because I'm letting him vent. I'm not saying, no, you're not going to quit. But, 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 we're going back and forth. And basically he then throws out, well, you quit. Mm -hmm. And I go, wait a minute. And that's where my chest got a little tight because it was a trigger because I'm not a quitter. And he said, well, you quit. I go, no, I didn't. I go, I never quit baseball. He goes, yes, you did. And I go, Nate, what I told you was I finished the season and then I stopped playing because it wasn't for me. I didn't in the mid middle of the season. Like the heat of the moment. In the heat of the moment, go, I don't want to do this anymore and mm -hmm. bail. I just didn't want to play anymore after the season. Well, I'm going to quit because you quit. And, da, da, da. and I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. So now, now I am involved in the conversation and I'm no longer venting. It's too dudes in the Prius jamming. Uh, and now we're, we're not having so much of conversations we're, we're, we're arguing mm -hmm. and he's yelling. And then I start to yell 
And then he says to me, yeah, well, you know what? Uh, I don't want to do this anymore and I don't have to. And I go, and then finally I go, look, man. And I, I go, I was killing it. I go, life's about striking out. I go, that's what life is, dude. Like every, you're not, someday when you, when you go and, and you go to, for a job or try to get into maybe a, a college or something and you don't get in, that's called striking out. And what do you do? You go back to the dugout, you sit down, you figure out how you're going to get back in the game. I go, life is about striking out. Anyone that's ever done anything in this world, there's more learn from when you strike out than from when you hit the grand slam. Everyone's, you know, I mean, hey, the grand slam's pretty rad, but to get to hitting the grand slam, you have to strike out regularly. And, and, and it's, it's that moment in time that when, when you do hit the home run or you do have the big hit, that you even will love it that much more because you will remember, the wow, the struggle of striking out. Well, we start going back and forth. Well, I'm going to quit. Da, 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 da. He going, da, da, da. and before I knew it, I reached into the toolbox of the old words and blah, blah, blah. And I threw out, well, God damn it. Quit acting like such a pussy. Boom. Boom. <laughs> as soon as it left my mouth, I was like, damn. Mm -hmm. And you can't unring a bell. No. Nope. You cannot unring a bell and you can't outrun the truth. Two great sayings that I learned from my partner, <laughs> Bill Armstrong's mom. <laughs> and... That happened. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and just, you know, was like, did you just call me a pussy? And I go, yeah. And he goes, mom hates that word. What? I love that you went to mom. Yeah. And at that point, the conversation was like, I'm like, I got to bring this in for a landing at a certain point. So we basically, we got back to the house. And uh, we were sitting in the car in the driveway. And I said, look, I'm going to tell you something right now. I just, and I'm going to say another word. I pray. Oh, anyway, I don't need to say the word. I just said, dude, I just effed up big time. You guys can fill in the rest of the word. And he just looks at me and I go, man, I'm going to tell you something right now. That word is so not the word to use what you're doing in the car right now. Because what you're doing right now is you are complaining, you're whining, you're giving up. And when I'm calling you this, this P word, it is so much. And I told him my whole analogy yeah. of like, you and I wouldn't be here in this automobile. The people that design this automobile would not be alive to design the Prius that we're driving in if that, if that human anatomy of a woman did, yeah. not, did not exist. And yeah. what I'm telling you right now is do not be a moron like me and have that in your vocabulary. I grew up with that word around me. And I'm telling you, like I always tell you, once you start using crutch words like that to describe how you're feeling, instead of really saying, then you're a 49-year-old man that just used that word. Wow. And he just looked at me and uh, he was like, you know, you know what? I don't think he really even said anything. He was like, okay. So he goes a separate way. And then we're having the rest, you know, the rest of the day, you know, where you're just like, oh God, that happened. Mm -hmm. Great. And at a certain point we were, we had some relatives over and we were going to, you know, do the barbecue thing and everything. And I said, Hey man, can I talk to you off front? And it was like an hour later, maybe mm -hmm. two hours later. And he said, yeah. And I go, I go, man, you know, once again, I want to tell you that, uh, and he goes, dad, you don't have to say it. He goes, I get it. He goes, you were upset. I was upset. And he goes, I'm not going to quit the team. I just said I wanted to quit the team, you know, but I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you say things yeah. that you don't mean. Yeah. 
uh, you know, what, what do you, you know, what do you think? I'm really going to cut the team. I go, no, no, you know, I don't, I don't think you're going to cut the team. And he was like, just let, you know, like basically what he said was the way you're handling it at the beginning was way better. <laughs> I just wanted to vent to you. Yeah. I'd never quit the team. <laughs> Get I, it together, dad. And, I, and then he said, and, and I said, do you understand the significance of that word and how important just as a man and as your father that I don't want you to use that word. I don't want that to be a part of who you are. And don't, there's a lot of things that you can take from me, but do not take that. Because I'll tell you, I feel like I told him, I said, dude, that's something I have to remember now. Like, oh, great, I got that on my mm-hmm. universe record mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I threw that out there. Because <laughs> I totally believe when you die, I totally it's believe all when, there. it's all there. I totally believe when you die, they're like, hey, what's up, Joseph? Yeah, cruising. It's like, uh, it's a defending your life. The, 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 Good thing you have a lot of time, Joseph. Yeah, Come it, on in. You know, the, the Brooks <laughs> movie, Defending Your Life, basically where they go yeah. in and they have to basically go, okay, so you know, you knew when you were doing this and you have to watch all the videos and you go, oh, great, cool. And you can't, you can't BS at that point. Mm-hmm. You got to own it. So I, that's why I, I dealt with that. Anea Bogue and Joe Sib, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Joe Sib, Anea Boak, back in the studio, Rad Parenting. We just talked about having uh, uh, having one of those moments where you say something you regret, using a word that you don't want to have in your family's, Mm -hmm. uh, in their repertoire. Yes. In their set list of vocabulary. The word we're talking about is the P word. We've talked uh, talked about, I basically told my story. What I wanted to throw out there was I called you. You did. And I was so bummed. Yes. And it was one of those moments where I was like, I, I, and, I, and I, I, I was like, I don't even want to do this rad parenting show anymore. I'm so <laughs> not rad. That was so lame. And I'll hand it off to you, you from there. You did. You did. So, well, I think that as I told you when you called, uh, that there's a whole bunch going on here. I think it's, I wanted to, to use this for a show, even though you're really putting yourself out there. And I am grateful. I so much didn't want to do this show. I know. When you came up with it. Yesterday, you said, "Hey, remember what happened after baseball?" I go, I, "I'd seriously like that never happened." And then you're like, "I really think we should do a show." Yeah. And I was like, "Why does it have to be me?" But then you told me a story yeah. about yourself, so, so I'm gonna right. hand it off to you now. Okay, so because there's a, there's a few things here, and and so yeah, I mean, I immediately told you to to put your mind at ease, and not like your mind is like, "Oh, that's no big deal," but just like it doesn't beating ourselves up and and sort of like you know the super hard self judgment is just and even guilt for that matter is just wasted precious energy it's much better to put that energy into okay so i did this thing that sucked that's not who i want to be as a parent why did i do that and the why did i do that is an important piece of the commitment to not do it again um, and even if we end up doing it several more times, I think it's really important to understand why um, sometimes those buttons are pushed. And I've had them too, which is what I told you when you called. I was like, look, I do this for a living. I you know, have spent a lot of time trying to hone my you know, expertise both you know, out in the world and with my own children. And to this day, I mean, when my daughter was 15, which was probably the height of her just being annoying and difficult... Um, I, at one point, uh, told her she was acting like a bitch. And I was very careful in saying, like, acting like A as opposed to, but ter- all she heard, 
And I get it because it's your mother. It's this person who's supposed to love you unconditionally. You have this sense of, I mean, at that point, she knew I didn't walk on water for sure, <laughs> but there's still this expectation that there's certain things that are just not going to come out of your parents' mouth. And I don't think the answer is, we need to make sure that we live up to that so our children are never disappointed. Or they, ne they never really know we're human. I've said multiple times on the show how important it is that our kids do see that we're human so that they are given permission through that to also be human, to make mistakes, to say things we can't take back. But what I, I just have to commend you as I did on the phone and even in your retelling it, but now... Um, well, I was calling you to say, I don't want to do rad parenting I anymore. No, but it was such a great... You, you handled it like a pro. Like, that's the whole thing is... Can I tell you, though, the thing that went through my head mm -hmm. that I've learned sitting across from you from, you know, for 72, 73 episodes was after that moment happened, I was searching in my mind and all it kept coming up, teachable moment, mm -hmm. teachable moment. Yes. And then I was like, if you want to find a teachable moment right now, there's been a rupture and you need to repair it. And if you can, if you can repair that rupture, you'll use that as a teachable moment. Sure. You're going to have to be the one that took it to the face and you're the one that's <laughs> going to have to, you know, for the rest of your existence yeah. with your son. And for him, it probably won't be a big deal. I don't know if when I'm sitting on my deathbed, he's going to be like, you know what? Got to say, in 2017, when you called me that word, bro. Like, I don't know, I don't know if he's going to you know, say that, but, but I know this. I'm going to have a scar, a little, little scar mm -hmm. on my heart from saying that yeah. for the rest of my life. But it's almost like one of those things where I sometimes believe that I'll look at that and go, that's the learning process for me to not ever say that. But... It, I had to have that happen to me in front of him so that he doesn't ever do that. Exactly. And I think that the whole, the context, it, that was a much more impactful and therefore memorable experience for Nate than you, even on a daily basis, being like, we don't use that word. He'd hear it somewhere in his mind, oh, I shouldn't be saying that, blah, blah, blah. But to have that, uh, the extent of, of um, explanation around that was just so... You know, that we have to, we talked before about failure. It's like your failure just, you know, created a gateway for something that wouldn't have otherwise been that is such an important and potent teachable moment. So I think to what I, the reason I wanted to do this as a show is because I think that we have to be aware as parents that probably our children, certainly the case with me, you and I have talked about this, and, and I think the reason you had that moment is our children, unlike probably anyone else on the planet, because they have a different connection to us, are able to push those deep triggers that we carry around with us, that sometimes we're not even aware of, or we think we've gotten a handle on, because we've moved through so many years of our life in, say, an adult context, where nobody's pushing our buttons in quite the same way. Our children, I think, really tap into sort of our inner little people, like our, our, our inner children, if you will. So for you, the whole quitting conversation as a child who came from parents who, even if they were 100% right and it was the right thing to do and everybody you know, fared better than had they stuck it out, they quit their marriage. You, you, your reality took shape the way that it did because they quit. And I think that part of your I'm Joe Sib and I will not quit approach to life is a result of that, which is also another example of like their quote unquote failure awakened in you something that would not have otherwise been. Who knows if you would have accomplished everything that you've accomplished in the world had you not had that experience to, to make you so determined not to be a quitter and to push through tremendous adversity to have a company like 23 years in the making that's had such success. The thing that's crazy though, that 
you know, even with all of that, you know, like that was that, you know, my parents never, they told me never to quit and, you know, mm -hmm. work hard and all that, but they, there was never that kind of, there was never that moment that I had with him saying, you know, saying that like they never, they never reached for words like that. So that wasn't a, it wasn't a part of my upbringing. Right. I would say, you know, the, what was the using words like that? Yeah. Yeah. There was never, explosive yeah, there was moments. never, there was never, the, yeah, they never, there was never, I've, I like, I, I, I would be lying to you if I said, yeah, you know, and growing up, you know, sometimes so-and-so, you know, my mom or dad would get mad at me and they'd say something to, you know, push yeah. me and poke me to, you know, be a better this or that. There was never that. It was, it was just, they would stick just to the facts. Hey, do what I, you know, yeah. don't quit. Don't be a quitter. You're whining right now. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. You sound like a whiner. I don't mm -hmm. want to hear you whine. Quit it. Stop. Boom. Which that's all I needed to say in the car. I didn't have to reach for this uh, for this word right. to really to really hit home. But that's a super intellectual. Like in hindsight, you yeah. can be, and this is we can all be. Just so everybody who's listening, we are human beings first. Parenting, being a parent, is one of many hats that we wear. The human part never disappears. And so if we have a moment like that, the moment that I had with my daughter who pushes my buttons unlike any other, I mean, she can send me from zero to 60. And let me tell you, I've got some serious fire, some serious heat that's kept under wraps most of the time. Um, these are going to happen. And 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 yes, it's of course it's ideal if it doesn't necessarily have to come out with our children. Although that's highly likely, I'm here to say. But to take it and 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 make it all that it can be, which starts with what was it that pushed my button about that interaction, Joseph? I'll tell you up. right now, quitting. Right, so it's that's a trigger of mine. Okay, and so the suggestion that he was going to quit, the suggestion that you had been a quitter, even if you knew a hundred percent intellectually that that's not the way it went down, that you didn't quit on the team, that you saw the season and then made an informed decision that that was not for you. In that moment, the accusation of you being a quitter, while he was simultaneously contemplating quitting, pushed a button for you, and you had a big reaction. I promise you that will happen again, unless you stop and take a look at it and say. What was it about that whole thing that pushed that button? And how do I do it better? How that, do I ensure that that button doesn't get pushed? And when you and I were talking about doing this show, that was the reason why I was like, all right, I will, I will be the one that, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get a few emails from people that are like, I can't believe you would say that. I can't believe you know it. And hey, if, if, you know, if that happens, it happens. Yeah. That's, that's just part of it. And sorry. I apologize to anyone that is super offended, uh, but I'm also throwing it out there so that another mom or dad listening to this show right now, when they're about to grab that word, uh -huh. they're going to remember the story I just told them and say, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to grab that word. And I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about the word that, that I specific use. Word. I'm talking any, any word. I'm yeah. saying, hey, man, you're acting like an effing idiot. Right. Hey, man, what a moron you yeah. are. Yeah. Hey, man, look at you. I can't believe you do that. What, are you dumb? Yeah. I mean, hey, yeah. I could have said that to him. You sure. know, hey, man, you're so stupid. Sure. I, I mean, hey, right now, that word that I used, you know, got definitely magnified in yeah. the last six months. Yeah. Uh, and that's why, you know, part of me was like, you know what? I'll throw it out there, but not, not at that time in the car. I'm saying throwing mm -hmm. out that in the episode, mm -hmm. but it, it's, it's on a grander scheme that I want someone to, uh, uh, any parent listening to know that you can, you, you, when you say those things to your son or to your daughter, 
You can't unring the bell. Yes. And I'm telling you right now, I said that word and hey, you know what? It's so, you know, we're gonna get through it and we're gonna move on. But I'm I'm thinking, wow, thank God I didn't say something else that you can't, you know, walk away from. And well, I that know we that might have had a more personal exactly. touch in terms you know of saying? him actually internalizing that as a judgment or the way that you see him. 100%. Exactly. So so I think what we that's need to people, say here. That's how people we all know this and we've all been there, including me, when you're sitting on the you know, when, when you're sitting there talking to a therapist about why was this said to me and they, you know, yeah. dude, we yeah. all had to, you know, spend some money on that and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> me a little bit more than therapy others. Therapy fun. Yeah. Therapy right. fun. So, so, okay. So here's, so here's what I'm going to say. I think it's really, really important. Obviously the ideal is that we get ourselves in check and we don't have those moments as parents where we are explosive because our kid has pushed a button or somebody else in the vicinity has pushed a button and our kid happens to be in the line of fire, whatever the circumstance is. Obviously, we want to do our best to not be in a position where we as a child's parent and the person that's supposed to love them and protect them unconditionally are throwing out words like they're daggers that can have a lasting impact. However, if we do have one of those moments, it is absolutely critical. The only way, no, you cannot unring a bell, but you can certainly like make lemonade with a big pile of freaking lemons. And so the, the next step, if you have that moment is to as quickly as you possibly can, while it is fresh, own it, take responsibility for it, explain to the, you know, developmental level of your child, what was not okay about that and make a commitment in the moment to work on ensuring that that never happens again because you would never want your child to feel unsafe or under attack or have a model for them that says, Here, here's words that we throw around when we get upset. Okay, that being said, once you have handled it in the immediate, the deeper ongoing work is to actually get to the bottom of what that trigger is through your own personal reflection, through writing, talking to a partner, talking to a friend, talking to your therapist, whatever. And if I'm, I'm a big fan of therapy and I'll tell you why, because I believe that it is the one context that if we're, if we have the, if we have the, the benefit and the resources of being able to have access to a trained professional, it is a little bubble that we can step into with a human being who is trained to help us understand our insides that has no ties, no vested interest and anything that we're going to share, and that has a lot of value. Barring that being available to you, identify in your life somebody that you absolutely trust, that you know loves you and respects you unconditionally, and work that out. Because it is even more damaging, in my opinion, if we make the commitment to not have repeated episodes and we keep having repeated episodes. That does not mean it's the end of the world if you have another episode after the one you committed not to have, but it's really, really important that your child sees you working at it and taking responsibility. There's so many examples in there that are going to benefit them and become part of their own sort of human toolbox to move through the world with. Love that. I got to add one thing too. Please. For, for, any, uh, for any of the people listening that have ever been on the fence with therapy or sitting down and having that moment with someone. And I know therapy costs a million dollars. Oh my gosh. It's, mm-hmm. it, it should just be for free for everybody, you know, cause it would make the world such a better place. But I remember I'd never, ever even considered going to therapy. Cause I was like, I was, you know, one of those guys like, you know, you know, you just, you talk to whoever about whatever and you da, da, da. And mm-hmm. then, you know, once I had kids, 
it was a, a, a conscious effort that I was like, I don't, there's a lot of stuff that I just want to figure out. Not a lot, but there's a few things that I want to figure out to make sure those things don't continue on. Yep. And I went for like, you know, about a, I went for like, I would say like a year and, 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 and the therapist that I had was, was awesome. And it, it, and it was one of those moments where I was like, gosh, everyone, if they can, should do this mm-hmm. because it really helped me understand and figure out how to maneuver with being a parent and just being a, a partner yep. to another human being and how things and words that I would use and say are way more, uh, how much of an impact they had on sure. people. And hey, and being a comedian and a comic, I should know that, but I, you don't, you don't, you know, I didn't even- In the moment. In and, the and, moment. And in the moment, it's really difficult. You know, and, and, and I don't want to say I grew up in a household, you know, but I did grow up in a household where, you know, you say things, they were never, you know, like um, like swear words at mm-hmm. each other or something. Mm-hmm. But there would be things that would be said, and it was always like, "Oh yeah, hey, you know what? We're okay now. Don't don't worry right. about that." But obviously, like I said at the beginning of the show, you can't ring a bell. Yeah. So that was why I wanted. To, I agreed to do this yes. show with you <laughs> so bravely, Joe. No, really, so I, I'm I'm thankful, and I and I hope that our listeners are thankful. Um, and again, it's just, we really want to keep bringing the human to parenting. And I just want, I just want another, you know, dad or mom or parent out there to, you know, you're battling it in traffic. It's a million degrees. You're trying to get from point A to point B and, and, and finances are tight. And then someone wants, I want this. And -and so-and-so has that, whatever the trigger is. And, and that this, you know, that moment starts coming over you. And for me, I always describe it as chest starts to get tight and it's it's almost like an outer body experience when I feel the trigger coming on, and, I, yeah. and those those words I just used right there was a you know a trigger, yeah. that probably my own trigger right there. For someone else, it might be uh, a number of different things. But all I wanted from this moment uh, for this particular show is for someone when they're just about to grab for a phrase or to go with a word or something that they they aren't going to be happy that they said right mm-hmm. after they said it, that before they grab that bell and ring it, they go, oh man, I remember Joseph. Maybe I'll go take a walk right now. Exactly. Which is, which is to your point, the whole bit about the chest feeling tight. Like when we start to become aware. That's of exactly what I normally would do. Logical like signs that, uh-oh, something, some big emotional reaction is coming. That is our opportunity to like seize that and go, I'm going to go for a walk right now or yeah. whatever it is. And we've said on this down. show, we've said on this show, because I'll tell you right now for the for the people that have the the toddlers, okay, and then you go into the, the you know nine and ten. When you mm-hmm. start rolling into adolescence, there will be times, and you're kidding yourself if you're going to try to ride it out and be like, "I will not buckle." There will be times when yeah. you will have to say to your son or your daughter, "Hey, I don't like the way you're talking to me." Yeah. So with that said, I'm going to leave. <laughs> and when you want to talk to me. Like we can have a normal conversation. Yes. I will come back, but I am not going to sit here and be your verbal punching bag and have you talk to me that way. I'm going for a walk. I'm out of here. See, everyone's like, wow, what a, that guy sounds together. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that's the way you have to do it. Yes. And then you come back and you sit down and you go, all right, now let's talk. Now let's do this. Awesome. Well, hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. 
I'm still, I'm still, I, yeah, I hope everyone understands that. Yes, Joe. Okay. Did, I, did I make that it's clear? It's good. Yes. Yes. All right. It's all good. All it's right. All good. I'm tapping my foot pretty You are. Loud. I know. I'm like, that, wow, this is strange, nervous energy from Joe Sip. I hope you all really enjoy this episode because <laughs> Joe's taking one for the team. Yes. Learn from mistakes. Learn from mistakes. Hey, and I appreciate you being as uh, open as you were about, you know, you and your 15-year-old in that moment. Oh, yeah. And that's just one of many. Just to be fully transparent, one of many. The, the, I have some serious heat that uh, that I have to work on. But What's one of your triggers? What's uh, an Anaya Lack Bogue of trigger? appreciation. Okay. I have a really hard time. I don't need people to like, you know, if I give you a million dollars, you need to give me a million back. All I want to know is that you're like grateful. Yeah. And, and with our kids, and I think this is hard for a lot of us, especially living in this part of the world and blah, blah, blah. It's like when you give and give and give and your kid is like, okay, so you gave me nine things out of 10, but I'm going to complain about the one thing I didn't get. I just want to explode. Yeah. Uh, and especially when we've made, we've, we've worked so hard to make our lives just a little bit better, a little easier for our kids. And you don't want to sound like your parents, like when I was a kid, but it's like, Dude, like get some perspective right now. You can't complain to the person that's giving you everything. Sorry, I can't hear it anymore. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, real deal for me too. And uh, hopefully, you know, everybody just cuts themselves some slack, but also becomes really diligent about like using, creating the teachable moments, um, figuring out what your triggers are, getting to the bottom of them, just as another way of becoming a better, stronger parent and, and raising better human beings. That's what I walk away from today's show is really always finding the teachable moment, also not being afraid to to find out what that trigger is in yourself that would allow you to fix that and really dig down deep, whether it's talking with someone that's close to you, your partner, and or if you can, taking a, taking a chance uh, and sitting down with someone that's professional yeah. in that world to walk you through, hey, why is that bothering you? Yeah. Hey, why does that get you upset? Before we get out of here, I want to make it abundantly clear. I think this is really important to tell you. I appreciate you doing this show. <laughs> And coming here each and every week because I appreciate it so Thank much. You. Hey, everybody, uh, keep hitting us those texts. You can text the word parenting to 313131. We're getting a ton of those now. Basically, what happens is I hit you the show. It goes right to your phone each and every week, so you can just click on it and uh, check it out. Also, uh, keep those reviews coming. Uh, really appreciate it. If you can send, if you can hit us up those reviews on iTunes, uh, that's always great. Uh, any questions about the show? Hey, today's ep- episode, if you have any of your own personal stories, anything that you'd like to share with us, you can always email us at radparenting at gmail.com. All right. With that said, my name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bo. This is Rad Parenting. We're out of here. Late. Late.